the lead up to a wedding, cold feet are as common as save the dates, astronomical budgets, and family drama. But sometimes cold feet have a way of chilling a whole wedding. Can a relationship survive a postponed ceremony? Our couple today learned the hard lesson that good things come to those who wait. I am your host, Trevor White, and this is Marriage Stories. All right, welcome. This week on Marriage Stories, we are joined by Chad and Emily, um, and we're excited to hear more about their story and their experience. So, Chad, Emily, would you please introduce your partner like we start every week with? Sure. So, this is Chad. Um, He's been my husband for eight and a half years now, and um, for those of you who can't see him, he's super handsome. And... uh, He's a software engineer. I can I concur. I will. He's originally <laughs> He's originally from Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So you saw <laughs> so he, before we get into Emily here, uh, Chad's a software engineer. What else is he into? What are what are some of the things that he he enjoys? Working out. <laughs> and over the last four and a half years, uh, parenting, that's mm-hmm. been a right. probably right. trumped a lot of our hobbies. And mm-hmm. he's been <laughs> the most amazing dad to watch really blossom into his role. And yeah. um, I always joke that he's the primary parent because the kids mm. go to him first. And yeah. it's awesome yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah. And, and what is it that you'd say draws you to him? Oh gosh, his uh, sense of humor probably mm-hmm. first of all is kind of what I noticed. He was just really easy to talk to and mm-hmm. really silly, but um, mm-hmm. and down to earth, but also just really caring and always um, makes you feel like the center of attention of his attention mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't have to fight for his attention, which is really nice mm-hmm. in a house full of kids. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Is this a fitting introduction to you, Chad? Uh, I think so. She may have exaggerated a few things, especially my looks, but we'll just have to agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is video evidence here. So, you know, um, that that's what I'm afraid of. The people will decide. (laughs) So um, your turn, Chad. Introduces Emily. Yep. This is my beautiful wife, Emily. She is um, originally from Gig Harbor, just down by in the Tacoma area. Um, She is wonderful. And my whole world and these last eight and a half years of being married to her have been the best adventure. Um, Mm -hmm. She is um, an executive assistant and she is fantastic at her job. Wonderful. Now, doing a little bit of uh, research here before the pod, I, I think Emily also has some sort of history with uh, with Olympic sports. Is there is there a story there that's of interest? Yes, that is a big deal. She was an Olympic caliber um, flat water kayaker, which is. Um, I don't know, kind of a niche sport in certain areas, but mm-hmm. it's really cool. She tried to get me to sit in her boat one time and I tipped it oh. over and broke it. <laughs> so I couldn't even back. That was it. Uh, one of our early days while we were still dating. 
Right. But, um, nice. Yeah, it's not as big here in the U.S., but it's really big in Europe and Canada. And mm-hmm. I was never in the Olympics, but I did the 08 trials and went from there to the Pan American Games. And it was a lot yeah. of fun. That's awesome. That's before I knew yeah. Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, Chad, what is it that you'd say uh, draws you to her? Um, initially, it was her beauty. She is my smoking hot wife before that. Um, I was just always attracted to her. I met her one of our, I don't know, first weeks in college. And she doesn't remember that, but I um, remember thinking how gorgeous she was. And it took us until our senior year to officially meet and start to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've continued to grow and get to know each other and grow closer, it's really her, her kindness um, and just her fierce love for the people that she holds close. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also um, I've never known such a strong assertive person. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I find that extremely attractive and it's kind of different than me. So um, I just love how strong she is. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Emily is fitting introduction to you. Very complimentary. (laughs) I'll take it. Oh, we, you know, we want positive here, right? That's the idea. So, so tell us a little more about how we came to be as a couple. You mentioned that we met, um, in college, um, as, or you, you remember starting, uh, uh, right away, um, but not dating until we were seniors. Right. We didn't officially meet or I don't remember meeting Mm -hmm. him until just before Mm -hmm. our senior year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did it happen? Well, we met at a uh, local establishment in Seattle called The Ballroom, which is a nightclub. And we were there with our respective groups of friends and we started dancing and I just... Wait, did we meet before that? We met at a barbecue. Yeah, we met at a barbecue like like that week. or two before The Ballroom. Yeah. And uh, we had a mutual friend um, who had known Chad from high school who was talking to him. And then I went over and started talking to him and we talked for a really long time actually. And then um, it was kind of a fluke. I had just gotten back from a trip in Europe and we talked about that. We talked about how Chad had this goal of joining the military, which I was not interested because like the one thing Mm-hmm. That was a absolute no on my checklist. Was somebody that was serving in the military? I just oh didn't wow, think so I could that was like a, a, a total a partner, right? Not not because your political yeah, views or stance on the military, but no, because the, no, <laughs> I just didn't think I was like strong enough to have a partner right. that was absent a lot of the time and who right. I was in right. fear of their life all the time. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, nothing was initiated during that conversation. But I think Mm -hmm. later that week, it was just before the school year started, we were out Mm -hmm. at at the club and uh, ended up dancing Mm -hmm. a lot. And my friends made me leave and I wasn't ready to leave. And I remember sitting Mm -hmm. on the driveway when we got home and saying, take me back, take me back. (laughs) Um, Because I wanted to keep hanging out with Chad. <laughs> right. For those of you that are not from the Seattle area, the ballroom is a, is an establishment like I think every uh, college town or, or probably just urban center in general has a place like this where a lot of people end up, 
you know, um, getting together, right? There's a lot of stories uh, from the ballroom. Um, so, so that's a that's a that's a great uh, piece of trivia. It's there. a very romantic place. Well, it was. It, it, it unfortunately shut down, but it was. Um, yeah, a lot of couples were made there, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it's and been renamed we, twice. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't okay. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that night, I didn't see Chad again for several months. Actually, I had mm. heard a rumor that he got back together sort of with his Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend that first semester or quarter uh, quarter of college. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until Christmas time when my roommates and I were hosting our annual giant Christmas party Mm -hmm. that he came with his friends who I knew. And we talked until way after it shut down. And then Mm -hmm. he asked for my number and Shortly thereafter, we went on a quick succession of many mm-hmm. dates, and the rest is history. Nice, nice. And that was when the kayak situation happened, too. Right later that Probably spring. Probably in the yeah. spring. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. force him into that. Right. <laughs> in the Not winter. in the winter. <laughs> so, so how did we decide to get married? Just kind of fit. I mean, I don't think there was really a question in either of our minds. I imagine we had conversations about like what it was that we wanted. And I think just off the bat, it was very clear that our, our values and our goals aligned. Mm -hmm. We both Mm -hmm. came from kind of similar families, similar backgrounds Mm -hmm. and wanted Mm -hmm. the same things for our lives, I think. And so it just, Mm -hmm. it really clicked. And early on, it was a a conversation I think that, that we had pretty quickly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was pretty fast and furious. We, I think we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend in February. And by April, we were talking about how each other was the one. Mm-hmm. So it was a very wow. much like when you know, right. you know, kind of feeling. Yeah. So very fast and furious sort of thing from Christmas to April and mm-hmm. um, feeling like, all right, this is, this is the person I want to be with. That's certainly very exciting. And, and you, we were like, what, 21, 22 at this 22. point? And he, yeah. uh, I should just say that he had quickly dropped all desire of joining the military. <laughs> I'm sure you, that, you put you perhaps had an influence. I don't know. Yeah. Slight. I mean, I wanted to make sure that's what he really wanted. I didn't want him to just do it because of me, but right. um, that was one of the things that I didn't want to officially enter into a relationship with him unless I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So did we, were we talking about that that openly where it's like, Hey, this is a thing for me that oh, just yeah. can't be. Yeah. I mean, I remember having a conversation we were outside of Molly Moons, having like kind of the conversation where I like kind of told you and came to like said, like, I'm done with that. Like if that if following that path for me would cost you, then like I I pick you. And for me, it wasn't like she didn't give me an ultimatum or it wasn't anything like that. It's like I I wanted that for my life, Mm -hmm. but I also knew I wanted other things for my life. Right. And right you know, a, a family and, um, Mm -hmm. kind of that, um, that, that closeness being able to be present Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. and any future family we might have. Like I knew those things were kind of at odds with each other and I know it's possible, but for me, um, the military, it was also kind of something that I was looking towards because I didn't know what else to do too. So it was kind of like, right filling up that vacuum of not being so certain in my future coming out of college. So, um, Emily helped me getting with Emily and like us really like moving forward and getting serious. Mm -hmm. Like that helped Mm -hmm. me kind of, I don't know, do the hard work of 
figuring mm-hmm. out like what my life's calling is, what I want to do and like yeah. how Emily fits in with that. So, um, I owe her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you were saying around April, we decided, you know, we were each other's ones. Um, what happened next? Well, we had to keep getting to know each other's families mm-hmm. and, uh, finish school. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, Chad actually ended up going back for a fifth year to study something different, but mm-hmm. I finished school and then, um, I kind of put on the pressure a little bit. I was like, all right, we know this is going to happen. Right. So looking back, it seems crazy because I was only 22 years old and mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 22, you think you know everything and you don't. <laughs> um, but I think around October timeframe, I was really like, when is this going to happen? Right. When do we get engaged? We, we went and looked at rings that month, I think. And then mm-hmm. after we looked at rings, it was like, we booked a wedding date and a wedding venue before we had actually mm. gotten engaged, which yeah. I think put a lot of pressure on it too, because right. I wanted to share that information with people. And we had already talked about that we wanted this. So I thought right. we were both ready and mm-hmm. um, that there was no question, which... I don't think there was a question from Chad on if he wanted to get engaged or not, but um, he was a broke college student. So he wanted to give me like the ring of my dreams also. So that was like, there was some Mm. added pressure there. Um, So I'm ashamed to say, like, looking back, it was at the holidays. I was like, is it going to (laughs) happen? Am I going to be engaged Mm -hmm. by Christmas? Can you give me a clue? Will it be Christmas? Will it be New Year's when Christmas passed? Will it be Valentine's Day? And it wasn't, it wasn't. And then, um, he ended up proposing in February. So just one year after we started dating okay. um, at in Colorado when we were back there for his sister's mm-hmm. wedding. So you were saying that for you, you started putting on some pressure. What was going on inside of yourself that, you know, invited you to want to put some of that pressure on? She just liked me so much. <laughs> you said no, he was, was good really looking. A, he was. He is. What? Um, I... <laughs> I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I think it was also um, other people in my life were right. getting engaged and right. um, sharing it. And I mm-hmm. wanted to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I think I was influenced by external factors. Totally. Also, mm-hmm. um, I'm also very much like a planner. Mm-hmm. And if I have, something that I want to achieve, I need a working backwards plan. And right. we had this wedding date and I wanted to start planning, but I didn't want to plan until I was engaged. And so right. it was like, all right, Chad, you've got one thing to do and then <laughs> I can start doing my job. Right, so, right. Yeah. I'm more right. type A if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was that like for you, Chad? I mean, like I said, I think I was drawn to that. I'm very mm-hmm. much more laid back right. and right. a little bit more like go with the flow. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was drawn to Emily because like that was like what I needed. And I think mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. really, we helped to balance each other. Right. Um, And there was no question in my mind too. Like I knew I wanted to marry her. I knew I wanted to end up with mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. it did at times feel like a little bit rushed. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like I did take it as 
like, wow, she really loves me. Like she really right. does want to be married to me. So I like, mm-hmm. I was comforted by that. And like, right. it just seemed like I was right there with her too, though. Like it seemed yeah. like the thing to do. You, you know, you grow up, you go to college, you find your person and then you get married mm-hmm. and start your life. So it's like, this was like kind of like the next step for us and it all just kind yeah. of fit. Right. Right. So like it, it took me, I think this is probably leading into like when we did decide to postpone, but like it took me after getting engaged and like mm-hmm. looking towards the wedding to kind of realize that just like something was off with our relationship mm-hmm. and it just didn't quite feel right. right. And I, right. I don't mean to speak for Emily, but like for me, it just didn't feel like the, how I always envisioned feeling when yeah, like I was getting engaged and going to be married soon. Totally. And this is a, a really normal thing I run into a lot. You know, I, you know, Emily, you're describing this kind of timeline, right? You know, of the mm-hmm. holidays and and these these moments where people commonly do get engaged in the the winter time. As a you know, couples therapist, I see a lot of people, kind of like yourselves, right? That are perspective, um, you know, would love to get engaged, kind of couples, right? You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's such an interesting moment to kind of think about, you know, what what are we supposed to feel? Like, how do you know that you're ready? Right. You know, and Chad, you're saying that, that once you got engaged, there was just some sort of feeling of something being off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know, like looking back, it, it's been almost 10 years. So it's like hard to remember exactly what those feelings were, but I guess it was like, there was like an anxiety just Mm -hmm. being anxious about being married. And that just didn't Mm -hmm. seem right to me. Mm -hmm. And at first I couldn't like pinpoint it. And Mm -hmm. it took like, it took a while for me to like come to terms with even just to be able to admit it to myself Mm -hmm. and say like, I'm not ready for this. Right. Right. We're not ready. And like, it was the hardest. It was, it was, it was terrible because I was keeping it from her Mm -hmm. and not being open with Emily about Mm -hmm. how I was feeling. Like I wanted to show her that I was excited and that like I loved her and that this is what I wanted. But I had this fear that if I verbalized it, if I told her like, I'm feeling a little like this is a little fast or like Mm -hmm. we need a little bit more time just to like settle into this. Like I had a fear that that would hurt her and Mm -hmm. then that would like cause things to go off the rail. And, yeah. and that in and of itself was the problem was I couldn't be honest with Emily about how I felt mm-hmm. because I was afraid that I would upset her. Yeah. And what happened when you did share? I upset her. <laughs> you were right. No. You were right the whole time. Called it. <laughs> yeah. And, like this isn't anything like Emily hadn't given me reason to feel this way. Like it, it wasn't like. I had like past experience with her when I'd tell her something and she'd tell me to shut up and, you know, kind of backhand me and be like, enough. Yeah. Um, That's sarcasm. This is sarcastic. You know, like my, that's, you know, like that's, that's just my own struggle. Like that's something that I like struggle with today. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of the role I played in my family growing up was like the Mm -hmm. peacemaker. So like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. carried that into the, my relationship with Emily, like I, you know, carried in my relationship with my friends and Mm -hmm. work. So it's like, that's just the work I had to do. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. it deeply affected Emily because like Mm -hmm. she had to say like, I'm going to hold on, like stick with it, stick with you through Mm -hmm. this. Um, Mm -hmm. and we're going to do the work that, I need to do to be able to like open up and, and work through things and be honest with her about my feelings and my needs right. um, or not. And, and thankfully 
she hung in there and gave us that time, gave us that freedom to do that. And, um, I think our marriage now, even though we're one anniversary less than we could have been, um, I think our, our (laughs) marriage has benefited from that time. Absolutely. Yeah. What was it like for you, Emily, to hear that from Chad? It was, uh, crushing at first. And then I felt a lot of embarrassment because we Mm. were literally, I think, uh, five weeks away from our wedding or Mm -hmm. maybe six weeks away. We had already sent out save the dates and engagement photo. Everything was done. And we were literally stuffing the envelopes for the invitations when he was just like slumped up against the wall. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? And I really had to kind of force it out of him. Um, It was really hard because obviously I think the first thing is I'm looking within myself to figure out what's wrong with me that he doesn't want to marry me. Mm. Um, And then frustrated that someone that I feel so comfortable with being totally honest with Mm -hmm. doesn't feel as comfortable with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that in prioritizing financially where our money was going to go for the wedding, um, we hadn't done any sort of uh, premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a big part of that was that we'd never had conflict. And yeah, so we were just right. like, what are we going to talk about? And we didn't right. really know what what to, what to what the point of uh, counseling was if right. we didn't have any issues mm-hmm. going into it. Um, but kind of to echo what Chad said, he's he has a long history of um, – not protecting other people's feelings and not wanting to cause any rifts um, and kind of putting his own needs aside for the benefit of others and to be a peacemaker. And so I think he saw what was really important to me and he thought he could muscle through it when Mm -hmm. he was having his own um, struggles. And I think a big, I think the biggest thing really was he was back in school Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of unsure of what, yeah. uh, what his path would be. And right. we were still reliant on family for financial help. And mm-hmm. I was, um, in my first job out of college, which was not paying well at all. He mm-hmm. was, uh, working as a butcher at Whole Foods while mm-hmm. he got yeah. through school. And so right. for him looking at the traditional path of, mm-hmm. you know, the husband is supposed to provide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of pressure, too, of like, I can't give you what you want right when we start out. Um, The kinds of places we were looking at to live were not Mm -hmm. the places that he was envisioning us being able to live. And so that was a big factor, too. Um, So for me, it was obviously crushing, but I also felt this overwhelming sense of peace of like, Mm-hmm. this is who I'm supposed to be with. And yeah. I think uh, the a really hard part was the people in my life that didn't know Chad as well, but knew right. me really well, right. formed an opinion of him after this mm-hmm. that was not great. And I had yeah. to try to, you know, vouch for him and defend right. him when I was really hurt. Yeah. Um, and looking back, I shouldn't have cared what they thought, but I sure. think, you know, that comes That's with cool. age and maturity. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. and we, you know, we postponed it indefinitely. We didn't set a so, new date until Right, so we you were, just told your guests that, you know, we are we are postponing this. Not that it's, you know, we're, in, you know, you weren't ending the relationship or anything like that. You're just right. saying we are delaying our wedding. Yeah, 
until mm-hmm. further notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so um, you know, a lot of people go through a process, you know, similar to this and, and um, it can be challenging in all the ways that you're describing, uh, but it's also a rich opportunity for growth. And I'm curious, what, what did y'all do, you know, in response to this revelation and, and postponements to, you know, get yourselves to the altar eventually? I mean, the first thing was we did go, we found a couple's therapist um, and went to him for, I don't know, a couple of months. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, that was great. It was, mm-hmm. for me, it was, you know, it helped me learn how to open up and like communicate yeah. and, right. you know, show my my true, mm-hmm. true self. Like, I think yeah. I had this vision that I had to be a man and strong and mm-hmm. hard and only ever be positive and goofy and mm-hmm. silly and strong. But like, I you know, like everyone had needs and fears and anxieties and mm-hmm. worries. And so being able to communicate those in a way that wasn't defensive and mm-hmm. or offensive to Emily, just be like, yeah. here's, here's how I'm feeling. Here's yeah. like kind of the facts about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then giving Emily the opportunity to react rather than mm-hmm. assuming I know how she's going to respond. Like that was the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I learned from that counseling. And then I went on and did, some of my own counseling too later on um, mm-hmm. to kind of continue that work. But that was the right. biggest thing. Um, and we also, you know, like we were coming out of school. So like we were, had been living with friends and stuff. And in that mm-hmm. year, like we both got our own apartment. So it was like mm-hmm. our own chance, like the only time yeah. we've ever lived alone. Right. Um, so I think that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good to have that opportunity yeah. to do that before marriage, even though it right. was relatively short. We -hmm. also just kind of like gave ourselves the freedom to pursue Mm -hmm. opportunities. So I Mm -hmm. um, started working for this family as a nanny, which I didn't have any intention of going back to nannying, but it was this Mm -hmm. really interesting Mm -hmm. opportunity where I was traveling with them six months out of Mm -hmm. the year. It was really, Mm -hmm. they really like upper high net worth situation. So I got Mm -hmm. to have these travel experiences Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have otherwise Mm -hmm. had, had we gotten married. Right. Um, and Chad uh, finished up that year of school, started a, a six-week program for um, software engineering and mm-hmm. was ready to start his first job um, mm-hmm. just a year later after we postponed right. the wedding. So um, we both personally got a lot out of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the therapy really gave us tools to communicate mm-hmm. with each other effectively. Right. And um, Chad had said earlier that that the postponement didn't come from anything that I had done, but really it's like little things that I would do that would frustrate him or mm-hmm. bother him mm-hmm. that he didn't feel like uh, he could tell me. Like there was one, I tried to tell him how to cook bacon at one point and that really mm. stuck in his mind of like, yeah. he wanted to cook it his way, but he right. felt like I was steamrolling. Yeah, And I I was because he, I never got any negative response mm-hmm. back from him. So I figured right. he likes me to be this way. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he would harbor this like, no, I like to cook it slow and steady. And she likes to cook it fast yeah, and right. hot. I like right. to cook it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I vividly remember that. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. If it, if it, like that one moment, it was like right. we're making breakfast. And yeah. it's like, okay, Chad, you cook the bacon. I'm going to do everything else. Mm-hmm. So I'm over mm-hmm. there. You know, I have it on low. I'm simmering. Right. It's going away. And she just comes by and turns it on high. And for me, that was like, yeah, that you right. know, there was just kind of like this realization of like, wow, I have no, like, I'm just here. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if like saying yeah. I have no power or it's like, I'm just, 
Right. Maybe I didn't feel like her equal in the relationship or yeah. like, I, I, that's when I, maybe I realized I don't have a voice. And yeah. so, um, you know, like it's funny to joke about and like, we're both still that way where I'm slow right. and meticulous and Emily right. is fast and assertive. And she's mm-hmm. right. Like, I love that about her. I am drawn to that yeah. and her strength and her right. um, bias for action is something mm-hmm. that I do truly mm-hmm. enjoy about her. Yeah. Um, but now if we're in those situations, you know, I can say like, Hey, back up my mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and just the tool of like, just even simply saying like, I don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa, stop. Mm-hmm. And like, why, right. what am I doing to make you feel this way? Right. And like not apologizing for each other's emotions. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, you, sorry, you're hurt. You're, <laughs> you feel hurt or whatever, instead yeah. of taking ownership over what I'm doing to kind of enforce right. that feeling. Just those simple tools. It was really simple communication mm-hmm. tools, right. like foundation, foundational things that we learned in eight weeks that are yeah. have carried us through the last 10 years. Absolutely. And these are the challenges, all these things you're describing that are so normal for couples that get married at a young age, right? You know, and you in this time between postponing your wedding when you actually got married, it seems like you were able to, you know, avert a lot of those difficulties or or address them in a way that that was much less painful. Having time independently, living on your own, like these are things that people, you know, when they get married right out of college, um, long for, think about wistfully, you know, in the future. Um, and, and it's great that you had those experiences, you know, before getting mm-hmm. married, obviously it seems like yeah. it sets you up really well. So then what, well, when did we get married? How much longer was it after the postponement? Just, it was 13 months. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we were supposed to be married in September mm-hmm. of 2013. Mm-hmm. We had the unfortunate conversation sometime in August, August or so. Um, mm-hmm. of 2013, mm-hmm. we took that time rest of 2013 into 2014 and then got married on October 5th. Nice. 2014. So wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we've been married now for almost nine years Coming up um, nine. and, and you, know, we've had three kiddos, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it been like, you know, growing from getting married to adapting to this new stage of life of having young children. It's been great. Kids are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot, but, um, you know, I feel like what we did in postponing our wedding kind of like got us over all these hurdles that couples experience later on in their relationship where, you know, we had an amazing first year of marriage and we Mm -hmm. usually hear that the first year is the hardest. And so it's like our first year was, was that prior year that we weren't actually married. And then, um, we did have four, four great years of marriage before, um, Mm -hmm. our son came along in 2018 and, um, our advice to couples is always to get a dog before you have mm. yeah. <laughs> a so baby. Cliche. We yes. did get a dog a year in and it we really babied the crap out of that guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it really taught us um yeah. like partnership in mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. kind of dividing and conquering. And mm-hmm. so by the time we had our son, um I, f- I feel like we were really ready. I mean, nothing mm. nothing makes you feel totally ready. And I think the the move from zero to one kids rocked me the hardest, but in terms Mm. of our relationship, um, I think we were both really prepared to kind of 
meet meet it together. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I said before, Chad's sometimes the primary parent. He's just super involved. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's gone really smoothly because he's very comfortable um, taking the kids and yeah. giving me some space and right. um, jumping in and and anticipating needs before they happen. And so mm-hmm. he is super involved. Um, mm-hmm. We just had our third and, and last baby six weeks ago. And so we're in the throes of you know, postpartum and breastfeeding yeah. and all of right. that again right. in the midst of having a preschooler and a two-year-old who's into everything and climbing all yeah. over everything. And right. um, really cheers to work from home. Working from mm-hmm. home has been such yeah. a blessing for us because right. uh, we can both kind of support each other yeah. uh, when we get a free moment here and there. Yeah. How has having kids changed your relationship? I mean, there's... I don't know. It, it changes in a lot of ways. Sorry. It's kind of hard to think back. Like it, it truly has been right. a blur right. since having Silas, yeah. our oldest. I, I mean, Bruce, our oldest. Um, <laughs> Changing like, the names like Emily, to uh, defend the innocent no. here. But, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, like Emily said, like getting a dog was like our first step, but it, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. helped us become true partners. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was all of a sudden, it's not my dog, your dog, it's our dog. Right. So right. anything that we wanted to accomplish with that dog, like we did it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really carried over to our children. And when we had Silas, like that really solidified, like mm-hmm. we're partners. Mm-hmm. We're in this yeah. in every sense of the word together. Um, I was much better back then about like every time Emily got up in the middle of the night to nurse, like I was there laying on the floor and like trying to support her and be there. Now yeah. I sleep a little bit more heavily, so I don't think I hear all of the nighttime feedings. Um, One of us should be rested. <laughs> but It's a difference uh, between first and third child normally. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm sure there are other ways where like, just like kind of like our dynamic and our yeah. um, day-to-day has changed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. having kids has only solidified our partnership mm-hmm. and brought us closer together. Yeah. Yeah, we're a little bit more of a machine now. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We definitely get less time alone together, but I think that we're really good at capitalizing on the little pockets of time that we do have. Right. Right. And of course, I think like many parents, when we do get a date night, we, t- we end up talking about the kids a lot. But right. <laughs> um, we, one of our goals as parents is to have dinner as a family every night that we can. So, yeah. so we do that and we talk to each other about our days and Mm -hmm. our adult stuff in front of our children. It's not Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. talking to our kids and trying to um, control, you know, what they're doing and how many bites have you had. And of course that kind of stuff happens too, but we try to model for them Mm -hmm. that, you know, we have a relationship and we have adult needs too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, And we have jobs and problems and, and that's been, I think, great for our kids to witness too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Our son who's four has just started asking like, what is your job? And uh, Chad just started a new job yesterday. And, you know, we pray before we eat and we, you know, thank God for the opportunities that we've had. And yeah, he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Why, why is daddy get a new job? What did he, yeah. what happened to his old job? And so yeah. um, we're really open in front of our yeah, kids. Right, we try to be right. affectionate in front of our kids. Mm, and yeah. um, obviously I think affection has been compromised a little bit and, in yeah. the process of having three children, but what's what's that um, been like? Because that's a big challenge for a lot of parents, you know, post kids. How has it changed? 
I mean, there's less of it in in the uh, pregnancy and postpartum arena mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just being overtouched by other kids. <laughs> right, um, right. But I think we just try to make the most of yeah. the times that we do have of like right. more just like long hugs here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, doing that in front of our kids, it's funny. We like, we we really don't argue much and we got into a little <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was about. It was something well, silly. Well, probably bacon, we kinda, right? I'd imagine bacon. Yeah. The bacon. <laughs> <laughs> we were like kind of teasing each other, but like- yeah, It wasn't even a real it argument. It wasn't even a real argument. And yeah. our son was just like, stop wrestling. <laughs> like he was really yeah. thrown off Very by the fact that right. we were kind of going at it with each other. Right. And we were like, we're not wrestling. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's nothing that we like really shy away from in mm-hmm. front of our kids because we right. try to just like model healthy communication mm-hmm. um, and affection. We're really affectionate with our kids and each other. Right. Um, and so I, I know that growing up in the 90s, some parents, it was like kids never saw their parents holding hands or their parents right. kissing. And right. um, our goal is to model healthy relationships. And so that's what we mm-hmm. try to do. And then if there's something parenting wise mm-hmm. where it's like, we, we typically agree on right. kind of parenting methods and techniques. But if there's something that say Chad mm-hmm. does that I don't align mm-hmm. with, I just say, I don't agree with that. And then we yeah. kind of stop it there and we talk about it later right? and talk right. about like different methods to handle those situations mm-hmm. or, you know, it can be triggering to Chad when, one of our kids just really doesn't listen. And so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we kind of have to have a conversation later of like, well, this is what's going on in his life Mm -hmm. and and why he's behaving that way. And kind of here are some tools to deal with it in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so similar stuff that we were exploring before we got married about both having a voice, both being equal Mm -hmm. to the relationship, you know, uh, understandably still something we're trying to figure out scale for having kids. And certainly there's a lot more decisions you're making now, right. You know, since you have children and that would come up more often. Um, How have we gotten better at that? What do you think, Chad? I mean, I think just time and experience, like Mm -hmm. I think, being able to have those moments where maybe I'm a little more stern with, mm-hmm. with our kids and then Emily, you yeah. know, we'll stop and be like, he's three, you know, yeah. like come, like right. he's not going right. to know to listen or have that impulse mm-hmm. control or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So like, I think it's just kind of the repetition a little yeah. bit of having like those moments where we do mm-hmm. need to like step back or have a conversation or, yeah. um, you know, like check in with each other mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. reinforces one that we're able to do that, but also mm-hmm. like helps us align on whatever the topic is and we move forward and grow from that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it. And um, coming back to like the, the affection and intimacy piece, like it's really just for us, it's making the most of those times that we do have and being right. intentional. Like right. we don't say like, I don't know, there was like something on social media about like, every two weeks go on a date every two months go over whatever that was it's like we don't really like have like a mm-hmm. fixed schedule of right when we go on a date or can get a babysitter but just mm-hmm. like when those times come up like we make the most of our time together um and be really intentional like just when we do get time without kids even though that's rarer and rarer these days right. um sorry i 
got off the rails no. a little bit. So, so there's this like big difference when you, from before having kids to having kids where you, before kids, you have so much unintentional time, right? You're just like mm-hmm. always around each other and, you know, can connect or do whatever, whenever you want, right? You know, and then once you have children, it's just kind of a requisite to be somewhat intentional at least, right? You know, even though mm-hmm. some people really like to still try to be spontaneous, um, but but that's that's a, a normal transition and, and challenge for people. And it sounds like y'all just try to take advantage of any moment you can get. It's not as much of a structured sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, I guess it's kind of been this way since we've been together. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the assumption that we're together. Like Mm -hmm. if we're going to do something on the weekends, like we're going to do it together. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped us in like our dating and early marriage where like Mm -hmm. we just spent a lot of time together and, you know, like if we were going to plan something, we were probably actually planning the times when we were doing something apart with Mm -hmm. friends or family or something. But kind Mm -hmm. of like the assumption was like, we're spending our weekends, we're spending our evenings together. Mm-hmm. And that has carried, continued as we've had children. Like there's just the assumption that it's like, oh, we go to the farmer's market. Like we did that when it was just us. We did that with one kid and now carry it on. Like mm-hmm. now the third kid's coming along, even though mm-hmm. she's a few weeks old. Like yeah. we just, we we do as much as we can together. If mm-hmm. like one kid has soccer, it's a family affair. Right. We just, right. we all do. I mean, there's times we have to divide and conquer, but right. um most of the time it's planned time apart yeah. versus mm-hmm. together. Right. So, so what are we looking forward to in kind of the next, next chapters of our story here? No diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that time will come. Not, not paying for childcare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The financial burden of children is real in the first years when mm-hmm. with two working parents. Right. Um, now we know that we're done making babies. Mm -hmm. So I think we're starting to dream a little bit more about Mm -hmm. the future and having some freedom when they are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Our parents are all getting older and my mom has said for any overnights over one or two nights, like they Mm -hmm. need to all be potty trained. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, we know that our future holds Paris. Some, yeah, our yeah. future holds a trip to Paris that got nice. delayed during the pandemic and then right. we ended up making more kids. And so <laughs> we haven't been able to do that. We yes. had a trip planned. It had been years in the making. We'd finally yes. like found people to take when we just when we had the one kid. Right. Like people are gonna take him. It was all right. planned. And then the pandemic. Right. And right. we were stuck here. So that's the goal. That's Emily's big like maybe thirty fifth. Supposed to be supposed to be yeah twenty ninth. So maybe thirty fifth. That'll be her big our big trip nice. when we probably leave all three kids and say sirenara. Nice. Nice. Or bonjour. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. So even though we just made another baby, it's like, we know there's more freedom in our future and right. like we won't be in the trenches forever. Right. Um, there will be new challenges that come along surely, but hopefully our kids will be a little bit more independent and um, I'm already looking towards high school graduation so that like, we can be empty nesters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love our children. Yes. We, and like, I'm sure that will come in a blink and we'll be like, what the right. hell are we thinking? Right. But we are just in that phase now where it's like, yeah. oh my God, they're always around. Yeah. They're always right. here. They live so, there. Yeah. That's something too that <laughs> I think we're good at. 
Yeah. At, at like at least kind of like between each other, like intimately, like we can say like, man, kids are hard. Yeah. Like right. I just want to go do something on my own. Like I want to go shopping and not right. have a right. little monster throwing the most random crap in the cart. Right. And so like we can be honest about the struggles right. of parenting, right. which I don't know. I'm sure people are like with their partners, but it's just mm-hmm. like not what you see on social media, not what you experience right. with other people where it's like, oh, right. you have a little baby. It's so great. And it really truly is. Right. But it's also freaking hard. Like, yeah. And yeah. so I think that something that, that we've gotten better at with kids is, is being able to talk to each other and encourage yeah. each other through that and say right. like, yeah, this, this is not a fun time right now. Yeah. Why don't you go, even if it's for an hour, like go do something right. on your own. Right. And just like trying to continue to focus on each other, even though we're parents. Like I always right. joke with Emily and say, like, you know, I picked her. Mm-hmm. We kind of like randomly got these kids. So she's still yeah. the person that I've picked. <laughs> yes. So like, I want to fight for her to be able to have like that time and space and freedom right. to be, to be herself and do what she needs to do to take care right. of herself. Um, and that's always something I try to like advice I give to like our friends and new parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that we focused on with all, all of our children. And I think it's served yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, so much of the beginning of our relationship was figuring out how do we transition gracefully into this next stage, right. Of our, of getting married. And <clears throat> clearly that experience has really helped you transition well into this stage. Right. And um, there's many more stages to come and I'm sure y'all will, put those skills to good use as you um, march forward here. Um, all right. So, so as we're wrapping up here, what, what's, what do we think the title of the story is? What do we think? Don't burn the bacon. <laughs> I like that. Don't burn the bacon. Yeah, don't burn the bacon. Pros to postponement. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure it out, I'm sure. Thank you so you much <laughs> for um, joining um, this week. And um so excited to hear about where y'all go next. Thanks, All Trevor. Right. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Good seeing you. You're welcome. Where goes the time? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Marriage Stories. As always, I am your host, Trevor White. Production of this episode was done by Gabe Martinez. Music provided by OK Carol. Our website, where you can find all of our episodes and sign up to receive new episodes direct to your inbox, is launchtoland.com. Once again, that's launchtoland.com. Feel free to follow along on all of our social media channels at launchtoland, as well as our YouTube channel. Starting your own marriage story? Head over to launchtoland.com and check out our premarital counseling video series with host and licensed marriage and family therapist, Trevor White. This comprehensive series will prepare you to take off in the marriage you want. Listeners can use a special promo code, PROLOG, to get 15% off your first purchase. Once again, that is promo code PROLOG to get 15% off your first purchase. Enjoying Marriage Stories? Please subscribe, like, share, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review. And as always, be sure to join us next week as we take another marriage story off the shelf. 